life, we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our coworkers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show, and we are all about connections, the ones that we make, the ones we miss, and most importantly, the connections that we try to make with ourselves. Uh, We hope to entice you, empower you, and give you some things worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell. I'm pleased to welcome back two friends of mine who are regulars on the show, Karen and Diane, the sisters. Uh, Karen is a couple hours north of Toronto, and Diane is down in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So welcome. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Thanks very much. uh, We are live. Uh, If you would like to join the conversation, we have a toll-free number from anywhere in North America, 1-888-346-9141. And feel free to give us a call if you'd like to talk. Uh, let me tell you about Karen. Uh, she is a registered psychotherapist. She holds a master's in education. Uh, after an extensive teaching career, Karen moved into hospice care as the executive director of a local hospice. Same time, she was studying psychotherapy, and she went on to get her license. And all the while, on top of all this, Karen was pursuing her other passion, and that is of mediumship and spirit communication. Sister Diane J. of Halifax She holds a Master of Science and is a professional engineer. After a long professional career in the field of engineering and occupational health, uh, Diane retired from the Nova Scotia government, and she was awarded the Governor General of Canada Award. Of course, Governor General Awards are really big um, for public service, like her sister Diane, uh, or like her sister, Diane has pursued her interest also in spirit and mediumship. So you two mediums. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right, Gord. <laughs> it's uh, the collection of mediums. So, you know, after two years of a pandemic roller coaster, in fact, we're not even fully out of it yet. Uh, we're just getting rid of things in Ontario. Um, we're being subjected to the insanity of a power and money hungry crazy man. Actually, we're not being subjected. Unfortunately, the Ukraine is being subjected. Putin really shows us the shadow side of the human uh, when we are self-centered and to our most basic basic desires um, and at whatever cost to other people. Um, He wants to reestablish the Soviet Union or czar Putin. Um, I I really think that man wants to do that. Um, It's been a week because of my last show, the Ukraine had just been attacked. So technically it is day eight. I know people are very unsettled uh, and disturbed by the energy that's being released by such violence. We're, we're just not used to it. It's also bringing up a lot of memories for an awful lot of people um, who lived through the Second World War. Um, and I think who maybe were in, you know, died and they're back here already. Um, uh, you know, we barely begun to find balance from the pandemic. Um, and now, bang, here's the next thing. You know, in Star Wars, at some point, Yoda said, there's a disturbance in the force. To which we reply, no shit, Sherlock. Um, people are really, really responding to that. You know, anyone who's empathic, which is more and more people. So what's your take on the situation? 
Karen, Diane? Um, I, I guess because I'm very empathic, <laughs> I, I do feel a lot of pain um, for the people of Ukraine and, uh, you know, for all those involved that it's affecting in many different ways, including the people in Russia who are protesting. Absolutely. And um, uh, I guess uh, Karen and I teach a course and the course was to help others get through the pandemic and to try and lift our spirits and lift our energy. And right now we're needing this even more so because Mm -hmm. this is just added on um, to the already sort of downers that, uh, we were kind of hoping to come out of. So, um, you know, we take, we teach about the spiritual laws and, you know, the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you, which most religions around the world have, uh, you know, a golden rule or a spiritual, spiritual rule that says basically that same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so in our courses, we talk about grounding ourselves and, you know, center and balancing us and looking out at nature and walking. And, and I find uh, being an empath, I have to do this at least once or twice a day. Um, just looking out at the trees and, you know, picturing the energy from the earth coming up and balancing my chakras and and speaking to the creator and the angels and archangels and thank you for being here and helping us through this situation and trying to do as many positive things right uh you know as are possible to to keep from really sinking into the pain of all this yeah, I mean, if I, in terms of like the energy, I, I, I see the pandemic energy was like a frozen energy. People were like frozen. They didn't, you know, you couldn't go outside. You didn't know what to do. You know, it was really uh, 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 frozen. This is very sharp and fractured. This is very angry, uh, mm-hmm. kind of an energy that's there. And, and I think that's, that's more disconcerting because, you know, people aren't sure where this energy is coming from. In other words, they're not in touch with, with themselves. You know, we need to have that awareness that says, this isn't mine, you know, and be able to give it back. It's, it's the same as, you know, when we do any sort of work with spirit or work with energies or whatever, it's knowing when I picked up the headache of somebody I'm working on, that it's not mine and I hand it back. So I think that that connection to ourselves becomes so crucial right now. That's my you know, my feeling on it, well, everything you said, it will go back over it because it's about connecting to nature and mm-hmm. so on. But it's so fractured, the energy, you know, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, I, you know, I feel that the energy is, is really heavy. And you're right, the energy between, you know, or from COVID to this kind of energy is, you know, really, uh, not only heavy, but you're right, it's that anger. And it's interesting, because both Diane and I are, you know, Reiki masters, and we're both mediums. And so we're finding that more people are coming to us and saying, you know, I feel like I've got a wall around my heart, or I, I feel angry, and I, and I don't know where that's coming from. And we do know that there's that generational trauma and kind of who knows what's going to come down the road for the generations of people who have kind of lived through this one as well. 
Right. And it's and it really is about connecting to our heart center and, you know, being in touch with our own spirit and our own energy and trying to stay in that place of love. You know, there's that metaphor which talks about the two wolves that live within us. Right. The You know, the wolf that's anger and jealousy and hatred. And then there's the wolf of love and compassion and kindness. And which one which one survives? right? Yeah. Or which one wins? And it's the one that we feed. So let's, let's feed the one that's, you know, of love and compassion, right within us, because it's that, that will, that we need to send out to raise the consciousness in the world. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're feeling, you know, this, this anger and you're not in touch with that, people have then a tendency to actually close up more. You know, right. like I'm just too pissed off to go outside, you know, or be around people. And so that shutting down as a self-protective mode, you know, really doesn't feed anything. It just feeds inertia. That's right, Gord. And, and you know, it's it's interesting because there are some people who are doing that, who are shutting down, but there's more and more people I'm certainly finding in psychotherapy that are actually reaching out and saying, wow, you know what, I... I just don't know what's come over me or I feel angry and I need help. And so on the one hand, you know, that's good. They're, they're reaching out and asking because that's kind of the first step is, you know, if you're not coping yourself, then reach out to other people who can help you, whether it's through healing energy modalities or prayer groups or community groups or, you know, finding some way to, to get back in touch with yourself, right? But if you can't do it, you know, by the grounding that Diane was suggesting and getting outside in nature or whatever, then really connect to a compassion circle or a healing circle or a prayer group or so there's a number of ways that we sort certainly encourage people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big, huge fan of going out in nature. You know, there's something about trees and, and so on. Of course we're going into spring now. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. You know, some flowers to push up and some leaves to, to burst out. Now what's interesting, you know, this, this what's happening right now was actually predicted back in the 1600s by Notre Dame. And he named in the same way that he named Hitler. Uh, I mean, it was a slight variation, but it was only because of a language difficulty. He actually names Putin by name, and and talks about this conflict in one of his, you know, many uh, many uh, predictions. And that's you know, Nostradamus. You know, some people are like, yeah. Uh, another other people who have really studied him are like, he, this man was pretty accurate, you uh -huh. know, uh, mm -hmm. and so his stuff. Um, Backing that up, too, is that there's a number of astrologers that if you go online, you'll find this, you know, that are saying, like, not only were they saying, like, 2022, they were saying, like, the first of March 2022, you know, um, that that this is here and this is it. I don't know. I'm not an astrologer. I'm not going to pretend. But I just find it fascinating when enough people are, you know, using their tools, whatever they may be. And now, and are predicting something like this, you know, um, you know, there's just so many people's lives are just right now thrown up in the air and tragically killed, including children. And, you know, as someone who works in the area of, of helping people in spirituality for my life, you know, it's so disconcerting to say, is this 
all we've been able to accomplish, you know. Uh, now, I'm really pleased that the way it's been handled in terms of like cut them off from financially and, and yeah. you know, really hurt, hurt them where it hurts, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah. and not entering into at this point uh, the foray of, of more armed conflict with them. I mean, that's, you know, Einstein said, you know, World War Three will be fine. But he said, I can tell you, what, and I won't, don't know what it's going to be like, but he said, World War Four, it's going to be fought with stones and sticks. Think about it. There's going to be nothing left except stones and sticks as weapons. Yeah. We can't, you know, just we just can't allow that to happen. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing that, you know, in terms of the energy is how do we deal with the fear? You know, like how much the, the fear is, how much are we adding to it because of our knowledge of history? Uh, you know, I've been all through, all through Europe. I've been through Russia, you know, and I've been to concentration camps and it was a tremendous education to, to do, learn those things way more than reading it in a book. That didn't really work for me. I'm an experiential kind of guy, but having that knowledge then how much of that feeds fear oh i i find the fear factor is um you know something that i really have to work on and i think the more that um you know i, I sit and i i watch the tv or i discuss it with other people who are also empaths and they're beside themselves and i think that's when i have to go back and really concentrate on on trying to raise my energy on really concentrating on having faith in humanity and i agree with you i like uh i'm pleased the way that some things are happening and that you know some parts of the world that i wouldn't have thought would have been brought together are being brought together Mm -hmm. And um, it's not that, you know, the world is not saying, okay, well, that's their problem. Exactly. And, and that's what and, we did. That's what we did in the Second World War. Right. Yeah. And But now I find more all these, which, which is what you have to look for is these positive things and hope that they increase and send the positive energy to them. But I, I find more all these different countries are trying to work together. Yeah. And, you know, it's very few, as we saw with the UN vote, that right. are, are either neutral and, I mean, just not even countable, the ones that are, are negative against it. But the ones that are neutral, and I think we, we can have these healing circles and we can, and, um, you know, raise our consciousness of the world. And these 35 countries or whoever who are neutral, you know, let's send the energy to them, too, because we want them to shift over. Exactly. The, exactly. The positive, you know, raise the mass consciousness. Yeah. And I think if we can think of positive things to do, then it helps take away some of our fear. You know, we and always say wherever love is, fear is gone. Right. And well, we also feel more active. We feel like we're yes. doing something, right? You know, um, yeah. and, and contributing in a positive way. You know, it doesn't always mean like sending a check off to 
you know, their their uh, charities or something. You know, energy does tremendous work. You know, I mean, we we've mm-hmm. all seen it. We've seen what it's done to people individually and what it can do collectively. But it requires all of us to do that. Right. Easier said than done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you have to make a conscious effort, really, to stay positive and try and do something, you in your small corner and I in mine, right? Right, but also hooking that up, you know, in terms hooking. of saying like at the same time or whatever, exactly. it needs to connect. Yeah. You know, we can't have just, you know, it's like sending one laser beam up this way and one laser beam this way, one, you know, but what yeah. if all those laser beams came together and sent out? Wow, that's incredibly powerful. Yeah, right. just like your healing circles, gather us all together. You exactly. Know, we exactly. all want to do something, so let's bring us all together and really boost this energy. Next Friday. Oh, yeah. Compassion Circle okay. next Friday? Next we got to. Yeah, we Good. got Excellent. to. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got and to do something. Yeah. with it and, and it'll be good more circles like that i think are are popping up and you see them even on social media you know popping up and saying okay let's together get together at a certain time and send these healing prayers out to the out to the world yeah. right so we yeah. we start with our our own cities and towns and then start reaching out across across the country to other places for sure right and that's, what that's what we're going to do yeah perfect i expect you there I have to take, we have to take a break here. Uh, They expect me to like take a break now. Um, We will be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. 
Now back to Things Worth Considering. Oh, Diane, I understand you want to talk about some uh, thermo uh, something or others here. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw you under the bus. <laughs> you can thank yeah, your sister, job. Karen. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> Not no, a everybody, everybody remembers science class, right? Where we talked about the law of thermodynamics and uh, that we're all made of energy. And even though something looks hard, like this desk in front of me, it's just vibrating at a different level. Like we talk about the same molecule, water. Water is vibrating at a very low frequency if it's in the form of ice, and it's vibrating at a medium frequency it's in, if it's in the form of water. And of course, it's vibrating very fast if it's in the form of vapor. And as mediums, we talk about how spirit and those who have passed vibrated a very high level. And mediums, we try and increase our vibration to connect. Whereas, you know, we right. in the in our earthly bodies are vibrating at lower levels. So the whole idea that we feel and we teach in our classes is um, you know, that we we move forward throughout life hopefully to higher levels until we can get to enlightenment. So um, we talk about kindness and helping others and, and your thoughts are energy as well and being positive and building up the mass consciousness of the world. So, um, you know, as we raise our vibrations, we hope that this raises other people's vibrations and, so as far as the law of thermodynamics, um, energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but can be changed in form. Like, I went to that class. Did you? <laughs> you remember that? I remember that class. Yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? yeah, and that's so why that's why when people are like, well, why can't I just, you know, have my mother, you know, who's passed along just be here is just understanding how much work it is for them to lower their energy and right. us to raise it in order that it can even begin to communicate. You know? Right. I mean, that's such an important understanding in terms of that, that establishing that level of connection. Yeah. You know, it really is. Well, and so then, you know, going on that note that even our thoughts are energy as well, right? Wow. And so we're trying to, you know, keep our thoughts and our, you know, behaviors and our actions vibrating at a high frequency as well, right? And, and that's so, a lot of work. It is, it a, is lot. a lot of work. It's a lot of work, especially if you're walking around, you know, you're, you're in pain, you're in pain mm -hmm. because of what's going on and you don't even understand why you're in pain. Mm -hmm. psychically, you know, psychologically, you know, whatever that pain might be, uh, you're angry and you don't know why you're angry. So the, you know, we, we close in. I mean, I always talk about what happens when we're in a fear state is our energy, which is out here just comes in and it just becomes this encapsulating really tight to us that, mm -hmm. you know, we can't get out. And it's very hard to be nice to people, yeah. you know, at, you know, random acts of kindness is very difficult when you're stuck inside of ourselves because uh -huh. you can't push that energy out, and which is what it's trying to do. And so that's creating a whole internal conflict, you know, that the energy is being so contained. It's being contained in something that's really quite unnecessary. You know, I mean, the fear that we, we get is like, 
you know, from our, our beloved ancestors that was, you know, they'd go into their cave and they would be like, you know, saber tooth tigers sitting outside going, we found <laughs> lunch. Um, and, you know, it was like true fight or flight. And, you know, many of us live as though, you know, we're about to be attacked that way. Like it's such a heightened state of, of fear, you know, like people burn out their adrenals, they go into kidney disease, like I mean, all kinds of stuff happens, you mm-hmm. know, from it. And it's, 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 uh, it's very hard because, you know, because it's really about survival. It's such a survival mode. It's really hard to think of being kind, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that uh, you know, I actually have on my checkbook, you know, it says, you know, remember random acts of kindness, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just, you know, somebody said, why'd you put that on for? I said, why not? Maybe somebody will actually read it and be nice to somebody and give me my check back. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's uh, people could only think more about what energy am I experiencing mm-hmm. and stop thinking about it in terms of this feeling or that feeling or blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I know my psychotherapist, I know all those things are so important, but energetically, I think it becomes even more important. Because that's the spiritual piece. It is for me anyways. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely is. I, I I hear you on the whole check thing. I've got on my, you know, one of my social media that every day we have a choice. So choose to be kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we have so many opportunities throughout the day. Right. And you can start your day over every minute. Right. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, make that conscious effort. I think, you know, some people don't understand today, Gord, you know, that they are empathic. Like they they get that they're feeling the pressures or the weight of the world on their shoulders or uh, they feel that heaviness, but they don't understand the word empath. Right. That they're highly sensitive to the feelings and emotions of other people or why they're attracting what they're attracting in. And we know that people who are healers or people who are light workers or people who are trying to kind of spread this, you know, love and kindness and compassion, that they end up taking on more because yes. they are able, they're able to transmute that energy into something else. And so, you know, in some of the work that Diane and I have been doing, you know, we're, we're trying to teach, you know, the healers and the light workers and people who, you know, connect to spirit, you know, think of it as a, as a gift rather than a burden to be able to take that energy and to, to change it in form, right? So right. we know that our thoughts are energy. Let's change that into a different form. And uh, Diane, why don't you mention there was, you know, some work by David Hawkins. And I, it's really quite, you know, interesting to know what one person can do. Um, and do you want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah, Dr. David Hawkins, he, uh, in the 70s, and actually for about 20 years, he did research on the consciousness of the world and measuring it through muscle testing. So it was more like scientific research that he was doing to prove a point. So when he talked about um, shame, guilt, fear in our thoughts, and that they do create um, energy vibrations and different different vibrations, sure. he, he could actually measure what they were. So you get, you know, he created the scale of zero to a thousand. And so heavier energies like we're just talking about fear and guilt and shame. and shame fear and anger 
you know, he would measure them down at 20, 30, um, 150, something like wow. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whereas, you know, courage and joy and love and peace, they would build their way up from 200 to 500 to 600. And the scale went to a thousand. He talked about people, uh, highly developed people like Mother Teresa, and measured them at 700. And, um, you know, different countries, he would he would go around and do average levels of different countries. But the interesting thing was that one person at a level of 500, he felt could help 750 other people. So you can mm. imagine how much we as individuals even can help raise the energy and consciousness of those around us. And I always say, you know, I'm not perfect. And, you know, I got to remind myself to do these things too. But, you know, if I'm walking down the street, and I look over, and I'm caught up in my own sadness, or whatever it is. And, you know, a lady or man looks over and smiles at me. Right. And it lifts you up immediately, you can feel what it does to you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we got to get rid of these masks, man. (laughs) so so we can see each other's smiles once again you know i think we've all learned we've all learned to smile with our eyes you know that's right i I think that's a smile yeah uh, (laughs) i'm afraid i'm not gonna i think it is coming you know so is christmas um the the uh i've said you know i've met so many people over the last couple of years that if they show up without a mask, I'm not going to know who half of them are, you know, because <laughs> yeah. everyone has half, half a face and then blue or half a face and then black, you know? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's been very, very, very strange. It's been very strange. Um, yeah. The, the, the other one that, you know, I'm thinking through the whole time that you're talking are those that feel entitled you see, this is where I see Putin's energy is entitled. Right. He's entitled to whatever you've got. I'm going to take it. You know, the person who just lets the door go in front of you, you know, and, yeah. and not turn back or, you know, would, would walk by as you drop something. They wouldn't, you know, think of picking it up. There's a lot of that going on. You know, that's I mean, that's a shutdown. It's a learned behavior for sure. But it's so arrogant. And I see that as being, you know, kind of a really horrible offset that, you know, especially if you're living in big cities or whatever, running up against that, you know, even, even forget even big cities, you know, I know where, you know, caring up where you are, <laughs> you can run, I mean, it's two hours North, you know, but Barry, Aurelia, I mean, it's the same people are there. Yeah, I, you know what we find we find that everywhere. Um, but I think, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, even, you know, we we saw just the opposite. We saw people, uh, you know, driving around and holding up signs like praising the nurses and the people on the front lines and finding other ways to do it. And then on the other hand, you know, there are some people that, you know, feel entitled. And so I think in all situations, uh, you're going to see both the light and the shadow side, right? And that's really an opportunity for us to reflect on, 
you know, each one of us has a shadow side and, and, you know, so take a look in the mirror and kind of say, okay, what do I need to learn from this? And which, which one do I want to be? Or how can I be different than that? Or which one do I want to slap? Uh, in a kind, loving way, of course, uh, you know, but I, I just, I just feel, you know, I mean, that's my empathicness of, you know, projecting almost how that person feels who I, an older person say that just had a door let go in their face, you know, right. you know, or, or who's on will, you know, crutches or whatever. Like I was at, a, at I was at a couple of hospitals today and watching, you know, it's quite a flow going in and out of those hospitals and, people letting people, you know, doors go, people are on canes and crutches or the walkers. And it's like, are you kidding me? You know, um, I did see, see, that's mine. Maybe that's my shadow that wants to come out and have a fight, you know, but it's like, damn it, take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I certainly, and, you know, psychotherapy, uh, you know, I, I find that as well, that people who are coming in with just these horrific stories and, you know, it's, it's challenging for people to, you know, to see people treating each other that way and knowing that we want something better, right? We want something different. So how do we, how do we send that out to the universe that it's not acceptable and it's not okay? Right, right, right. I think, I mean, it starts certainly in our homes, you know, in terms right. of how we treat each other, because there's, there's more violence in our homes than there is on the street. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's where we learn it. That's where we learned who we are, you know. Yes. Your, your, your dad beat it into you too really well, you know, <laughs> being good girls. Uh, but really, you know, uh, with between, you know, my growing up in the church and you grew up in a church, um, it really does make a difference. You know, we also see the shadow side in the church too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think people have to re- remember that people are people everywhere, you know, yeah, so are. just but institutions are too. Institutions right. also have their shadow. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. I, you know, we've all seen that kind of in our organizations that we've been involved in over our, our lifetime yeah. and careers. Right. Haven't we? Haven't we? Yes. Haven't um, we? <laughs> some, some a little sooner than what the other one wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. It is very true. Um, but it's like, you know, our part of our job isn't just controlling our energy. I think part of our job is how do we put that energy of kindness out there? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that people, people feel people will take advantage of them. You know, um, you know, there was a, a line I once heard that said, don't confuse my kindness with being stupid. Right. Yeah. Those people that are manipulative or whatever will go, oh, this guy's got pushover. Really? Right. Oh yeah. Tick, 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 tick. You know, I always say I give, I give everyone in my life a rope and then I just let it go. Eventually, if they're going to, they're going to hang themselves. I don't need to do anything because our true self eventually will come forward. You yeah. Know? We always, we always have to have boundaries. Right. And yep. uh, you know, and that's part of <clears throat> learning in this reality as well. And it's uh, trusting that you can take care of yourself though. And I think that a lot of people aren't aware of that. You know, they they don't know that if someone comes in and who's like feels powerful to them or like they're going to get walked over, they're going to get stomped on uh, because they don't know that they can take care of themselves. So, of course, boundaries is one of the ways we do that. But it's, I think it's really trusting our own strength, 
to, to recognize when this is unacceptable behavior and this is okay behavior, especially if we have been exposed to bad behavior. Right. You know, if we've been touched or abused or... You know, one of the things you just said was like, you know, the the power. And so in our classes, Diane and I try to help people feel empowered. Right. And and that's that's really what you're talking about is really taking the power back individually so that we feel empowered um, to live our life the way we choose or, you know, in a in an empathic or a kind way. Hopefully, I mean, people can choose either one, but hopefully they'll go to the, the kindness route. But it's right. really helping so many people who don't feel empowered to right. believe in themselves, right? Right. Well, this kind of stuff tools. here is, yeah, it, it is. We need a whole lot of tools. But all of this that we've been talking about, whether it's the, you know, a war breaking out or the pandemic, are are very disempowering. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, the hard part is how do I recognize being empowered, and and have absolutely no control of the situation. Right. That's a, like a, whoa, I don't know what to do here. I think I'm going to go back to my room, close the door, and turn off the phone. Um, because I'm empowered in an out-of-control situation, that's a head-scratcher. Yeah. Yes. For a lot of people. For sure. And that's what people are struggling with today. What can I do to be empowered and or to help impact the world in a different right. way? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, still having no control over it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, still having no, no control of outcome. What can I do in my frame of reference? Exactly. Exactly. Your frame of reference? We're going to take a commercial. That's the <laughs> reference we're using. We'll be All back right. in two minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we are having a really interesting discussion uh, about how to be in the world and take care of ourselves Well hopefully taking care of other people uh, in a, a very strong, positive way. You know, it, it seems like in many ways, there's like a, a, a repeating theme that human clients go through. And it's been written about by so many people, you know, whether it's, it's uh, Charles Dickens in A Tale of Two Cities, uh, whether it's Ecclesiastes out of the Bible uh, about a, a, you know, a time, the bird song to everything, you know, turn, turn. The prayer of St. Francis all sort of, you know, uh, reiterate very similar themes as to our light, our dark, our in, our outs, and ups and downs. So I actually have a couple of them here, but I think that, you know, it's really important that people walk away. And Diane, you said a lot right at the very beginning of the show that is really worth repeating, you know, um, in terms of walking in nature, hugging hugging trees yep. you know when it, when the ground dries up in the spring you know actually you know uh, uh there's been a, a number a lot of of uh research done they call it earthing mm-hmm. we call it grounding but right. but earthing is is like you know going onto the beach in your bare feet you know getting getting skin on the ground you know safely obviously uh, and in some of the research has been really quite phenomenal that I've been following on uh, the whole concept of earthing. We call it grounding. It's the same thing, you know, yeah. uh, is, is getting me back in my body. All of the stuff that we talk about that's sort of negatively charged, such as fear, um, is a place in our head that we live. And we've got to come out of that place. We have this wonderful body that goes all the way to the ground, even, you know, uh, that's been granted to us for usage for this lifetime that we don't live in. We're so busy going, you know, in our heads. And it's like our bodies, we drag along behind this, this head that talks to itself, you know, um, which is, which is kind of a scary concept, you know? Um, so, yeah, the grounding thing, if, if you know, uh, um, and some of that's just as easy as breathing and imagining yourself going down further and further, all the way down to your knee, you know, your, your, uh, your feet. Um, and then just feel, you know, shake your toes on the, on the, on the ground uh, or the floor of your apartment. It, it doesn't require anything specific. It's really you know, we've been made in such a way that you can do it on a plane, you can do it under the sea, you can do it on a boat. It doesn't matter where you are, you can still ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very helpful. And I think just getting yourself, like you say, uh, out, of, out of your head and all the stuff that's going on, even just standing there. Was, this morning, I was standing in the kitchen and looking out at the trees in the backyard. And I looked up, there's a big deer standing right there. Oh, wow. And it was so neat. And I went outside and I started talking to it and it sort of slowly went away. 
And I said, come on back. Here's some bird seed. And, you know, it started coming back towards me and I threw it an apple. And my husband said, hey, wait, that's my apple. <laughs> We're sharing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you saw all the birds come around and you thought, okay, this is taking my, all the fear you know, that I've just watching TV and everything going on, at least, you know, for half an hour, I'm out of that. And I'm, I'm feeling peace and calm in my body again. Yeah, yeah. My brother, my brother lives up in this big woods up north. uh, And further north than where you are, Karen, and (laughs) a video of all these little deer at his door. And he's talking to them going, what do you guys want? And they're like wagging their tails. And (laughs) I'm like, oh, my, all these wonderful white, you know, white cottontail uh, deer. Um, yeah. But um, there's another thing that you just said. Turn off the TV. Yeah. Right. Stop. You know, I mean, it's a killer. Yeah. yeah. And, media, and I think that's ugh. right. I think that's, you know, the one thing, uh, you know, Diane and I were talking about this evening earlier on is that, you know, limit the amount of TV that you watch, even the number of times you need to watch the news in in the run of a day or week, you know, stay up to date. But, you know, that's what's causing fear in many in many people. And so, right, if you can limit that. Get outside, you know, go for a walk. Some people say, oh, I have a hard time meditating. Well, go for a walk and sit by the water or go for a walk in the woods or do a guided meditation for that matter. Or, you know, watch the things that you're listening to as well. So, you know, are you listening to, you know, heart music? Are you listening to, you know, music that really inspires you? Or what do you <laughs> Whatever inspires you, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, or what are you reading about? You know, too. So, yeah. and I think we can really impact others by, you know, even our children by being great role models in, in this, right? Yeah. And this uh, isn't about listening to just meditation music. No, only to, you know, it, it's like it's, it's simply about what do we need to like just alter a little bit that might have an edge to it. You know, right. The yeah. big one is really listening to the news. It is totally geared towards sensationalism and scaring the shit out of you. And if you if you keep staring at it, yeah. if, you know, your brain begins to feel like you're actually there. Like yeah. it's happening right outside your door. If you look out, you know, it won't be a deer. You know, it'll be <laughs> Russian, you know, uh, Russians with guns. It's like we need to be careful as to what our brain is capable of doing. It's vicarious trauma. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But there's no difference between trauma and vicarious trauma. Right. If you look at in, in, you know, say in family systems theories, one child being hit is all that's needed. The rest of the children are are hit vicariously through that one kid and are equally as traumatized. Right. You know, so the whole family is is now traumatized as a result of one one child being being spanked inappropriately or wrong. You know, yeah. so the same thing. That's what our brain does. Our brain, you know, uh, it personalizes it. You know, and and that's what that's what is always a big problem is is that when someone says, well, if you know, have you considered maybe doing this? We take it so personally, and we can be so hurt. So when you stare at something, it becomes personal. It creates just as much trauma, you know. Right. So it's just something, you know. I mean, 
the whole you know watching a movie is a whole idea of going into the movie you know it draws us into it well that's exactly what's happening on our big screen tvs it's drawing us into you know the only thing is there's more commercials maybe (laughs) yeah that's that's right those are such great points and it's you know so impactful what we what we watch what we listen to what we read and and we just have to be really mindful of that yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the you know, the prayer of St. Francis. St. Francis, of course, was the, the, the saint of the animals uh, that he's always depicted as. But he, he wrote a very famous prayer, um, which I actually have hanging by my bathroom. I went to Assisi. I'm not a Catholic, uh, but I did go to Assisi and I bought the prayer mounted, you know, praying there. And I have it beside my 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 bathroom and I, I read it not beside my bathroom um, beside my mirror in the bathroom so I, I see it absolutely every single day you know and um can I share it yeah mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely. really worth sharing. I love it it's beautiful. Um, um make me an instrument of your peace where there is hatred let me sow love where there's injury pardon where there is doubt faith where there is despair hope where there is darkness light and where there is sadness, joy. Grant that I may not so much be, be, (laughs) that's terrible, I can hardly see it uh, because I'm not, okay. That I may not so much be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born into our life. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Even that last line, you know, I mean, I'm teaching uh, that end of life course, you know, right now, the end of life care. And, you know, until we accept dying in our life, we'll never live. That's our big secret for humans. We don't die, <laughs> you know, we don't talk about it. We don't want to know about it. It's not going to happen to me. Yeah, it is actually. Um, we just don't know when, but there's somebody, you know, uh, uh, these are the things we just talked about, you know, where there's darkness, I want to be the light. I want to help people. I want to, you know, and, and it is, it is redemptive. It connects me to my own spirituality when I have those experiences, you know, and it can be as, as simple as opening a door for someone and there's who, that happened today. And they were shocked that I actually held the door while they got through it. And they were fighting to get through it. They couldn't see the, the hit. And they were on a walker. And they were, you know, shocked that I actually held the door for them to go through. And I thought, how sad, how sad that someone would be shocked who's in a walker, an older person, that obviously they haven't had that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about that, um, you know, the end of life course, and certainly I was, you know, in hospice work. And, you know, we hear the things that people want to say at the end, right? They want to say, you know, forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. And, and you know, those are the kinds of things that really people need to be saying today. Like, you know, without the kind of death and dying um, yeah, yeah, happening. But, you know, we need to say those all throughout our life. Like, please forgive me. Right. Yeah. I, forgive, I forgive you. Thank you. How, how about I'm, saying I love you without waiting for some tragedy to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, to absolutely. feel if when we feel it, to actually say that to somebody, 
you know. Right. Uh, there's there's so many of like, oh, I, I wish I told him I loved him before he died, my dad, or, you know, kind of thing. So why didn't you? Well, because we don't do that. Right. So let's start. Well, I know, I know yeah. certainly in our family, our, uh, our boys, that's kind of we, how, how we end all our phone calls. Right. And wow. it's always, I love you. And, yeah. it's, and it's every time. Can I be right? one of your boys? <laughs> Third board. Well, you know, Gord, I love you anyway. Right. So but, but I haven't said it yet. I we love, love you, Thanks. <laughs> love you too. Um. You know, one of the things in that, in what you just read as well, like they talk about hope and that's the one thing that people need hope to live for. Right. Yes. And then another, you know, really important line too, in that prayer is um, to under, uh, to be understood so to understand, you know, mm-hmm. even in, uh, you know, Stephen Covey's habit, seven habits of highly effective people, it's seek first to understand and then yes. be understood, you know, such a powerful line. Yeah. And it starts yeah. by listening. Mm. Stop talking. God gave us two ears, but only one mouth. Use it accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to my nephew's girlfriend once. <laughs> Didn't go over big. Uh, <laughs> people were like looking going does she ever shut up and she just talked nonstop, and it was just crazy you know and it's just talking about converting it to into this new religion i thought you go and talk over there girl um, you know uh you know tale to city with charles dickens and i think this is the cycle of the world you know it was the best of times it was the worst of times it was the age of wisdom and the age of foolishness it was the epoch of belief and it was the epoch of incredulity it was the season of light and it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope and it was the winter of despair. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, are we ever going through that right now? Okay, wow. forget forget are two cities. Ever? Yeah, aren't we? Are we? I thought I thought that those things just, you know, the other one, of course, Ecclesiastes, we don't have time, unfortunately. Uh, but I think uh, Ecclesiastes 3. Uh, for anyone who wants to look it up. And that's who the birds, uh, to everything, there's a season uh, that mm-hmm. comes from, uh, or yeah. turn, turn, turn. That comes right. from, from that uh, from that thing. So, you know, uh, thank you so much for coming and sharing. Uh, You're welcome. We're all doing our piece and putting it out there, you know, but uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll get it before any of us have to leave, you know, <laughs> uh, meaning bye-bye. So if you'd like to be in touch with Karen or Diane, you can uh, through the show at uh, info at spiritgrows.ca, and I will pass along your requests. I'm Gordon Riddell, and I will be back here next Thursday at uh, 8 p.m. That's March 10th. Enjoy your week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay calm, but stay curious. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.